This is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Imogen Ragone, an Alexander Technique teacher and website designer in Wilmington, Delaware. And we're doing a series of short podcasts. This is the third in the series. The general theme is gravity, support, and freedom. We've done two podcasts about gravity, and we're going to do one now about support. And for for all of these uh, podcasts, Imogen is interviewing me. So, Imogen, I'm handing it over to you. Right. Thank you, Robert. Very interesting so far. So let's just start um, back at the beginning. And why don't you tell us what is the Alexander Technique? Well, I think I think the most relevant uh, description or definition for these podcasts is it's a method of learning how to do whatever activities you do in in uh, accordance with your structure, your physical structure, and with the forces operating on you, so that you you sit, stand, and move using yourself in in the way nature intended you. To, to do so. So, um, great. And so as we're sort of defining terms, uh, what is support or what do you mean by support in this context? Well, let me just back up a second because sure. um, I, I, I alluded to forces operating uh-huh. on you. And the previous two podcasts were all about gravity, which is a, a force that operates on us all the time. Um, this uh, this podcast is about a second uh, force that operates on us, and I'm I'm calling it support, and I'll explain a little bit more about what I what I mean by that. But in very general terms, it's the force that keeps us from actually being in the center of the Earth, where gravity is ten- tending. To which gravity is tending to draw us. Mm. Gravity pulls us straight down to the center of the earth, but if you look around, you notice you're not there. And the question is, why not? And what is it that keeps us from from all being there? And that right. and that's what I'm going to define as support. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So what? Are the implications of this uh, support? Well, I want to, I want to, I want to say exactly what it is. Okay, um, go ahead. Which is um, <laughs> any uh, any surface that you're. Let, let's let's just talk about standing primarily, but everything I'm saying applies in its own way to to sitting as well, or or lying down. Um, but if we talk about standing. Uh, when you when you're standing somewhere on a floor or even the pavement or the earth, your the pressure of your foot or feet on on that surface, which in, indirectly comes about from the gravitational pull on your center of gravity, that pressure creates a little distortion in the surface of of the in the surface you're standing on you could think of it as a little dent 
that you're creating. Now, if you're if you're standing on on a concrete pavement, obviously that dent is very small, but it is not non-existent. There, you're putting weight down on the concrete causes a little disruption in the surface of the concrete. So if we're standing on something visibly softer, mm -hmm. um, like, um, uh, I don't know, grass. Grass uh, or, or, or a mossy surface. We might surface. actually notice that yeah, dent. Absolutely, yeah, or, yeah. A, or a sandy soil, something where there is more give. You, you, when you, can, you can sense that dent a lot more. Um, but even, yet you still don't go all the way. You're not going to go all the way to the center of the earth because <laughs> somewhere between you and the center and a lot closer to you is going to be some very hard material that's not going to let you go any further. And I want to talk about what that means exactly. Okay. The term hard, which we we use to describe objects, it's also a bit of a technical term, or hardness is a, a technical term. I think most people know that diamonds, for example, uh, rate very high on a hardness scale. Um, and, 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 and one of their industrial uses is cutting other hard objects because they are harder. Um, so and steel of course is pretty hard and so it's used to cut things that are less hard like wood and so on and hardness is actually um a bit of physics terminology which even though i was in a previous incarnation uh, a physics <laughs> major and actually worked in the field for a very short period of time um, it, none of, I was not familiar with any of this because it's not sort of commonly taught in general physics classes. Oh. But um, hardness is the ability of a, of a material to resist deforming. So mm. concrete is a lot harder than wood because it, it resists a lot. But it doesn't resist completely. That's that's what I want to get across. And I guess all material has this. To every a lesser pretty much greater... every yes, every material uh, ha has it. And so when you're standing on the floor, for example, and you're there's weight coming down through your feet onto the floor, you're creating a little indentation in the floor. It, it's certainly not likely to be visible. But the floor's reaction to that is to try to restore its original shape. That's mm -hmm. what hardness is. And the, and the forces that, in, a, in the previous, previous podcast, we, I think the first one, we, we talked about the different forces in nature, uh, mm -hmm. gravity being a very weak one compared to some of the others. But the strong force is the, it, which we mentioned, is that it's responsible for holding the nuclei of atoms together and it kind of keeps, it wants to keep things the way they are. So is that the force we're actually dealing with? When I believe so. I, okay. I, technically, I can't, I, I can't, but it's a very a powerful 
but very localized force. It, mm-hmm. It's just where you happen to be standing. That distortion wants to correct itself. So if you could imagine your weight creating a little dent uh, in the surface, and that dent wants wants to um, repair, so pushing back, repair itself. Yeah. It if it were able to repair itself fully, it would be it it, it pushes up against you mm-hmm. basically, and that and the and the the the, the um, amount of force of that upward push is exactly equal to and in an opposite direction of the downward gravitational force. Uh So if you're heavy, if you're a heavy person and you make a larger dent, you're going to get a bigger upward force because there's a bigger downward force uh, on your center of gravity towards the center of the earth. Okay. And if it's just a very light object, like a piece of paper that lands on the floor, there, there's the tiniest of effect mm-hmm. either way. Okay. So, um, and this is this is quite important. I used to um, tell my students, um, I've always been interested in having them notice the effects of directions on how their feet contact the floor because it's something they can often sense pretty well and they can also hear the sound of their of their um, shoes or feet coming down on the ground, so it's a nice, easy thing for them to to notice. And typically, if they're if we're using walking as a teaching framework, uh, and they use uh, an Alexander direction, they may notice that their feet don't come down as heavily, and that uh, there's less noise from their feet. And I I used to say to them, well, the deal here is that the floor doesn't really care about you. It's not going to give way at all. So that's where your extra downward pull comes to an end. And I realize now that's not exactly accurate. Um, Mm -hmm. The floor does care in its own (laughs) own way. Um, But it's still true that the... Alexander directions, if properly deployed, are going to mean that you're only going to be transferring your weight, say, from foot to foot as you walk. You're not also going to be adding a pushing into the ground. So that is sort of what I wanted to ask that I think you've indirectly alluded to there, is that what interferes with this support Right. Well, being as supportive as it can be. Right. And 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 before answering that, I just want to reiterate that that force is applied to the soles of your feet, basically. Now, if you're sitting in a chair and you're actually using your sits bones, that force is applied to your sits bones. And if you're lying down, it's being applied pretty much to your whole body. It's much more spread out. So but if I was standing on my head... It would be applied to, to the you. point on your head that was yeah. in contact with so the So whatever ground. is in contact with the surface beneath. And even if, you, if you're sitting at a desk and you rest your hand on the surface of the desk, mm-hmm. if you just rest it there and let the desk 
take that weight. Um, it's that upward, the downward force is gravity that from your hand and probably part of your arm that's going is going towards the center of the Earth, and the little upward force from the surface of the um, of the desk. So what interferes with it is basically excess tension. And by that I mean that let's say you have a habit of overly tightening your legs when standing or walking. Mm-hmm. A not uncommon situation. Or, well, yeah, overly dis- tensing your legs or tending to hold your legs um in some way that isn't um, like perhaps in walking, turning your legs out a lot with each step. You you know what I mean by that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Knees going out. Anything that sort of distorts the movement of your legs is, is of course distorting your overall movement, but it's also interfering with the support because the support the support's still there at your feet, but part of your leg's job is to convey that up through them to the rest of you. And if if your legs are busy doing other things, like ex- creating oh, excess tension, okay. they interfere with that. So you're not flow. getting the full well, you're effect. Get, I mean, you're still getting quite a lot of it, obviously, but you're not getting the well, full benefit. Get it, you're getting it, but you're not getting it in a nice, clean way. You're getting it in a distorted way is how I would put it. And perhaps even more important, anything that creates excess tension in your feet, your legs, or your legs, um, makes it much more difficult for you to actually sense the surface that you're on. And um, and so you're not able to respond as effectively to that upward force. Hmm. So it, so, it kind yeah. of interferes with, you know, if you take an object and put it on the floor, uh, th- there's nothing to interfere with anything. The object's just there. It's pulled down by gravity and it's pushed up by the floor and that's the end of the story. But with with a living being... Um, we have ways of kind of messing that up a bit. So my guess is this is where Alexander Technique might come in. Um, I think so. so. I think so. And in fact, fact, uh, just a a little historical note, I I believe it's in Use of the Self, Alexander's third book, but I'm not 100% sure you might know. And when Alexander describes his initial experiments... Mm-hmm. that basically led to the technique. He was a reciter and the, the, uh, trying to get his voice out to the back of auditoriums where there was no PA system. Uh, the big thing everyone knows about is he set up mirrors to to observe what he did with his head, neck, and upper torso. Mm-hmm. But there is a mention in there somewhere that he noticed in the course of these experiments, that as an actor and reciter, he had been trained to, as he, I think he puts it, 
try to grab the floor with his yeah, feet. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember that. Yeah, yes. and of course, if you think about it, um, that's not, it's not really something you can do, but you could try to do it and create a lot of excess tension in your feet. So um, I think that was probably part of his uh, issue as well. He doesn't go on to talk a lot about it, but I would be shocked if that habit didn't dis dissipate itself in the course of his own own um, development of I'm, the use of himself. I'm sure it did <laughs> dissipate. But, but, but it's a yeah. perfect example. I mean, it, that's one of the easiest ways that if you want to do the run a little experiment, if you want to sense what it's like to interfere with support, tighten your feet. Try to try to grab the floor with your feet and just notice how that affects your balance, your stability and so on. And um, you'll see that it, it could have quite an effect on not just your feet, but everything above. Yeah, interesting. So, so how does the Alexander Technique help or address well, uh, um, I, I, we're gonna, I'd like to get into that more in the, the, the next podcast. I mean, in general, right. but in general terms, the Alexander Technique is one way to describe the Alexander Technique, a little different from the original one I, I gave you, was the Alexander Technique as a way of releasing harmful tension from your body. That was Marge Barstow's favorite oh. one. Yeah. And it's, or more precisely, it's a way of learning how to uh, release harmful tension from your mm -hmm. body. And certainly, if there is harmful tension in your feet and legs that's interfering with your support and your sensing of that support, mm -hmm. the Alexander technique uh, would apply to that just as it might to neck tension or shoulder tension or, or whatever. So Absolutely. that's, I mean, generally, the Alexander Technique is known as a very good method of of um, identifying and release, releasing harmful patterns of uh, posture and movement, if you if you want to use those terms. And so the 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 big issue is, and we'll talk about it in the next uh, the next free, the next uh, podcast, which will be about freedom. The the big issue is. Um, this support that I've been talking about comes comes from the ground near us and a acts on us at the soles of our feet, whereas the center of gravity, uh, our, our gravity operates on our center of gravity, which is, mm. we mentioned, is a couple of inches below your navel, front to back, side to side, uh, assuming you're standing. So you have this pair of forces that are exactly equal and opposite. One is applied to your feet and the other is applied to this um, sort of infinitesimal point somewhere in the middle of you, two inches below your navel. And managing those two forces, um, using them effectively, let's say, I think is a fundamental um, fundamental challenge to to human beings 
Yeah, but it sounds like what you're saying is the Alexander technique, a way of describing it, it would be to help you make the most of those two forces. Or... I, th- I think so. And, yeah. and we talked earlier about gravity's effect on our heads, that, that sex, sort of mm-hmm. secondary gravitational uh, aspect, and that's very much linked in with the ba- that kind of uh, early uh, or classic Alexander direction, uh, let your neck be free so that your head can go forward and up. That that forward of the forward and up is a little rotation of your head in response to gravity pulling it straight down. So it it's built into early Alexander ideas, um, but I don't think it's been applied a lot to the to these two forces and their interaction to our overall, well, to the support force to our soles of our feet, or as I'm saying, said, when you're sitting to your sits bones or whatever, and the fact that gravity is tending to pull pull your center right down. So it's operating on a different, in, in, a, in a way, in a different way on you than support. So the two forces are opposite, but they don't, they don't, um, they don't apply, they, they don't influence you in exactly the same place. And between those two places are your legs and feet, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, your legs, it depends on how you want to define them, but certainly the musculature of your legs comes up to that region where your center of gravity is. Right. Interesting. Well, Robert, I'm very much looking forward to the next installment. Well, <laughs> um, is that everything you wanted to say? I think I think it is. I I think it is, and um, we will we can we can move on to the Freedom Podcast. Um, so, uh, shall I close out the podcast? Please do. Yes, okay. So my guest and interviewer today has been uh, Imogen Ragone, uh, an Alexander Technique teacher and website designer in Wilmington, Delaware. Once again, Imogen, thank you so much for doing this. Oh, thank you. Very interesting.